Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. The other day, I got a really good question on YouTube in the comments. Somebody asked, where do you come up with all these content ideas? Because if you guys don't know, if you didn't realize, this podcast, Amplified Impact, is a daily podcast, which we've started uh, in January 2023. So as of right now, we've released 200-ish podcast episodes. So every single day, another five to 15 minute episode. Plus that's not even taken into context, all the daily tweets and the LinkedIn posts, the Instagram videos, which are typically very different than the ones that we do on the YouTube channel. Um, so if you didn't know, go check out all that stuff. But all that's to say is like every week we are putting out, uh, off the top of my head, probably close to 70 pieces of unique pieces of content. And the question, it's an interesting one. Where do you come up with the content ideas? How do you not just like say the same thing over and over again? How do you not run out of inspiration? And like, where does the creativity come? And so I said, hey, I'll do an episode on the pod on this topic and and share some of my, my thoughts on where I get my ideas from. And then more importantly, the core of this, I think, is the idea of creativity as a muscle. When you're first starting out, if you're not used to being creative, if you haven't exploited that muscle on a consistent basis, it's like going to the gym for the first time. It's gonna feel very hard. You're gonna feel sore the next day. But the more that you go in there, the more your capacity to lift increases, the less soreness that you have, the quicker you're able to recover, the more interesting things you're able to do in the gym in the future, right? And it's the same with creativity. What I found is that creativity is not this I think a lot of people think it's based on the muse. Like when the inspiration strikes, I will have the, the the power to do the thing. And sure, like when the car is crushing the child, the mom has the power suddenly to go lift the car. She finds the muse, she finds the inspiration. But our goal is not to just be able to summon the creativity in these uh, once in a lifetime moments of massive explosion of uh, output. Our goal is to be able to consistently every single day show up and flex that creativity muscle. And the, the thing that I've noticed for myself is the more I am creative, the easier it is for me to be creative in the future. And it's hard because sometimes you don't feel like being creative because it is, uh, it's an act of creation, which is, which is harder than an act of consumption. And so sometimes your motivation is low, your inspiration is low. And it's like, I don't, I don't have anything. My well is dry. I think even on those days showing up and figuring out how can I still be creative? Even the minimal act of creativity, I think pays dividends. In the same way that showing up every single day to the gym and doing a little bit of work, moving your body, getting your steps in, it pays dividends. And so for context, I think this is helpful for people that maybe don't know my story is that I've been creating content now since 2014 in one way, shape or form. I had a blog way back in the day when I wanted to be a science fiction fantasy writer. I wrote what was, uh, the blog was called Weekly Short Stories, which from the name, you can, you can surmise that we put out stories every single week. And from there, then we wrote 12 books over the last decade. We've done a lot of content on medium, long form blogs and articles for the newsletter on hyperfocus entrepreneur, all sorts of content. 
And so my creativity muscle is, is very well developed in the grand scheme of things. So looking at where I'm at now in the amount that we're able to output versus maybe where you are and your if you're in chapter one or two or three of your story versus looking at chapter 42 of mine, like just understand we're just in different places. And I've been going to that that creativity gym longer maybe perhaps than, than you have. And so don't judge your output based off of somebody else who's been doing this for, for many, many more years, okay? But I think daily creativity is the minimum amount of work that you need to put in if your goal is to become a truly creative, um, creator, like a, tr a true creator. If you want to be able to take advantage of media leverage and all the, the potential that comes with that, you need to be able to, to flex that muscle on demand. Now, some things that have helped me with that is to realize that you don't need to be massively creative every day. Sometimes it's just a, a single sentence written for Twitter. That can be like, it can take me a half an hour sometimes to write that one thing that can be exhausting and that can be enough. I think it's just important that you show up and you do the reps every single day. Now, some things that have really helped me get those inspirational ideas is here's a couple. Number one, when I'm coming up with ideas for this podcast, let's say the first place that I look to is my story and my idea Bible. And my story Bible is just a journal that I keep where I write down things that happen in my life. Every time I have some kind of emotional reaction to something or something big and pivotal happens, it may be something that's this small and mundane, but I think could be interesting and maybe interwoven into a broader topic at some point. I just write a quick sentence about it in my story Bible. And then the same with ideas. As I'm going out in the world, as I'm listening to podcasts, as I'm consuming content on YouTube, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm being a, an observer of my uh, reactions. And whenever there's something that piques my interest, I make a note of it. I write down the idea. And then later when, I, when I'm sitting down to figure out what do I want to talk about today, I'll look at my stories from my life and I'll look at those ideas. Um, those might be two, you know, there's on two different sheets, uh, paper, maybe two different journals, right? I'm looking at those and I'm looking for ways that I can combine them because one of the, one of my favorite ways of being creative, like if you guys are familiar with the three B's, that's bend, blend, and break pieces of information. Those are really the three ways that we can be creative. What I mean by that is number one is we bend a piece of information. So we take something and we slightly tweak it. It's not a big bend. It's not a big bend, but we just come at it from a slightly different perspective or we blend it where we take two ideas and we combine them into one or we break them and we just rebuild it into something completely different. Um, I did a podcast episode on that concept a little while ago. So I would go back and look at that, the three B's of creativity. But when I have my story Bible, my idea Bible, I can start to take these, these concepts. I have, you know, my, my creativity tank is full or my, I'm sorry, my curiosity tank is full because I have the raw inputs here. Now I just need to figure out how to put them together to deliver the output I'm, I'm seeking. And sometimes I fail. Sometimes I put the wrong story together with the wrong idea and it comes out weird. And you guys are like, I don't think that one landed. And that's okay because Again, we're being creative every single day. That means you have an infinite number of at-bats. That means you're gonna come back tomorrow, you're gonna to try again, you're gonna do better. And you're gonna realize that story and that idea, they don't go to go together very well. But what if I come at it from this angle, okay? 
So the story and idea Bible have been very, very valuable to me. And if you're trying to build some kind of personal brand where you think you're going to be going on podcasts, you're going to be doing public appearances, the story Bible in particular is massively valuable because when you're on podcast, you need to have your story, your origin, like how you got to where you are. You need to have all that stuff pretty sussed out so that you can talk about it coherently in a way that engages uh, a very cold audience. If you're going on somebody's podcast and the audience has no idea who you are, you need to show up as your best self. And, the, and for me, the way that I've been able to do that or the way I feel confident being able to do that is when I come in with my story Bible, like pretty well rehearsed. Okay. So I think that's just a, an easy, low hanging fruit way to become a better storyteller and to become more creative. Cause now you don't have to worry about the, the idea. Now you just have to worry about on how you express the idea. Okay. Some other things to think about is to document versus create. Like sometimes it's just enough to show up and share what's happening in your life. We take for granted sometimes that the things that are happening in our life are not going to be interesting to other people because to us, we are living in the moment and it seems mundane. It seems boring. It seems trivial, whatever we're experiencing that moment. For instance, yesterday I came home and my dog had peed, peed on the floor twice. Okay. That seems very mundane, very boring, right? And that doesn't seem like a very good reason to share that story, but you can imagine how you could weave that story into all sorts of narratives, or you could take that and you could, you could have all sorts of interesting takeaways, which is why is it that we get so frustrated with our animals for peeing on the floor? I got so upset the second time she did it. Cause I was like, why are you doing this? But if you were to use what Alex Ramosi calls the frame of the veteran and you say, if every single day for the next thousand days, I came home and my dog peed on the floor, I would no longer be upset about it because it wouldn't be the outlying event. It would just be the reality of that's what happens every single day. And so you would then look at this event and say, well, if it happened to me a thousand days in a row, could I adapt and not be upset by it? Then in the moment on this one time that she does it, then yes, I can, I can also let go of it and not let it own me and my my mental space. And I think that's a really cool frame, right? So we could take this story of just documenting this frustration that I had with my dog peeing on the floor, tying it into this other idea of the uh, frame of the veteran and boom, now you have a unique, interesting piece of content that a lot of people can relate to because a lot of us have pets that pee and poop on the floor and it's very annoying, but we love them. And so we put up with it. So document, don't create. Another great idea is just to scroll through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, and just observe the content that stands out to you. And then if you have some sort of strong emotional uh, pull towards it, maybe you disagree with it, take that piece of content, share why you disagree with it. If you agree with it, do a piece of content on it and why you agree with it. And so the world is full of, of opportunities to be creative. It's just a matter of seeing the, seeing the things that are already in front of you with new eyes. Truly, if we could come at the world with the eyes and the wonder of a three-year-old or a five-year-old, like you would never have any shortage of, of inspiration. The problem is that we've just been living this life for so long and looking at the same things with the same eyes for so long and that it would just become blind to what's in front of us. And so to be creative, I think first requires you to be able to very clearly see the world as it is in front of you and then to imagine what could be. And if you do that, and if you make a practice of it, if you develop that creativity muscle on a consistent basis, then you will never struggle to come up with content ideas. 
So hope this brings you guys some value. I'll see you in the next episode. Till then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show.